Grace Center Church. Well, hi, Pastor Agus and Lilia, Ruth and Edwin, and the rest of the pastors and staff and the church, the congregation in Grace Center. Well, my name is Pastor Ariel, and uh, we are sending you greetings from Victory Alabang, your friends here from the Philippines. Well, as you can see, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. We've already decorated our center here. Uh, and uh, as you all know, Christmas comes early in the Philippines. We are uh, really suckers for Christmas, if you may say that. We miss you all, and we miss the Melbourne vibe, particularly the coffee culture. We miss the nice coffee shops there in Melbourne. And we do hope that you are all well in these trying times of the pandemic. But I believe also, and as you also believe, we all have a faithful and powerful God who ministers His peace and His healing and even His restoration in the midst of all this worldwide chaos and pandemic. Now, as Pastor Agnes has invited me to minister to you all today, uh, we'll be talking about drawing near to God. And you know, when you talk about nearness, nearness is actually equivalent to being, uh, you know, to having proximity in space and time. Just about a couple of uh, weeks ago, I went out of town with some pastors to do an overnight sermon summit. And we were praying, we were worshiping the Lord in uh, one of the provinces up north. And when I finally came back home, Shirley said to me that she is glad that I am back because she feels safe and secure when I'm around. In fact, here's what she said. It is so much better when you are here and not just on Zoom because uh, we actually talked on, uh, on Zoom when I was in the hotel. And, you know, that's really, that really is something. You know, when you're near someone more than just uh, communicating with that person via uh, maybe social media or via Zoom, you know, though you see that person on screen, it's so different when you actually experience the presence of that person face-to-face. In fact, a medical study tracked people recovering from uh, heart surgery, and they found out that those who were part of a close community healed faster and were more completely, uh, you know, uh, getting better than those who weren't part of that community. So what we can, you know, summarize is this, that closeness is always better than distance. How many of you agree with me on that? Though, of course, this pandemic has actually given us new terms like social distancing or physical distancing. Nothing will replace being close to one another. And in terms of relationships, people are always more stable and healthy when they are close to one another. And how many of you would agree with me on that? That, um, you know, nothing will replace. That's why people are excited to come back to church. People are excited to, you know, at least have some time together. And uh, I heard that you're all, uh, you know, maybe some of you are going out of town or maybe having some time of vacation, some time with the family. So we want to celebrate this time to be close and to build memories and relationship with one another. And I believe that this same thing goes with our relationship with Jesus. When we draw near to God, He draws near to us. And yet I understand that during this time of adversity and this pandemic, we feel like God seems so far away. And God's promises may seem to be delayed. You know, um, as we have all experienced what what has happened in the past, what, 20 months already? Almost two years during this time of pandemic. There are so many griefs and losses. We've lost friends and loved ones. So many people have lost jobs and opportunities. 
And it seems like when we're praying something to God, it seems like the, the answer to our prayers are delayed or maybe the, you know, God's answer tarry. But yet the nearness of our great and good God brings so many blessings to us. You know, He brings great comfort in our time of great distress. Great courage in times of our greatest fears. Whether present or future, there are just so many uncertainties that people are being anxious about when you talk about the future. And I believe that one of the major ways that God does this is by speaking His words of comfort and words of encouragement to His people. And we look at, you know, for example, in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 1, we see verses like, Comfort, comfort my people. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. You know, this is a, a word of comfort of God to His people. And I believe that even during this time of pandemic, God wants to speak comfort to His church. Another is in Isaiah chapter 43, uh, God said, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Fear not, for I am with you. In verse 5. Maybe the reason why we feel that God is so far away and His promises are long overdue is because maybe we are oblivious to what God is saying to us. You know, my encouragement to all of you and to all of us here is that we need to listen more to what He is saying to us. And I'd like to invite everybody to Isaiah chapter 48, verses 12 to 16. Isaiah 48, verse 12 to 16 says, Listen to me, O Jacob, and Israel, whom I called. I am he, I am the first, and I am the last. My hand laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand spread out the heavens. When I called to them, they stand forth together. Assemble, all of you, and listen. Who among them has declared these things? The Lord loves him. He shall perform his purpose on Babylon, and his arm shall be against the Chaldeans. I, even I, have spoken and called him. I have brought him, and he will prosper in his way. Draw near to me, hear this. From the beginning I have not spoken in secret. For the time it came to be, I have been there. And now the Lord God has sent me and his spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Let's just commit this time to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you so much for our time as we study your word, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will anoint the preaching of your word. And may you minister your peace and your truth to all of our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, when you talk about drawing near to God, I believe this, this is really what, what God wants us to do even during this time of pandemic. And it is just so easy for us to drift away. You know, when uh, all this busyness will come in, like, you know, when, when we experienced the lockdown here in the Philippines, and I believe that you also had experienced several lockdowns or quarantine in, uh, in Melbourne, you know, we, we're kind of stuck at home. And we're trying to figure out how we can survive this pandemic. And yet, it's easy for all of us to drift away from God and our hearts can become callous towards Him. And sometimes we lose our desire to seek God and read His Word because we you know, have now tried to, you know, remove boredom from us. Like, you know, when we watch a lot of Disney Plus or Netflix or whatever or whatnot, or maybe YouTube. And so you're, you're getting distracted. We lose the joy to serve. We, we sometimes lose our priorities. We tend to lose our passion for the things of God. 
you know, it's, it normally does not happen suddenly when we become far, far away, but it actually begins in small increments or trickles. No one plans to get cold or to backslide uh, from God. It does not happen when you wake up in the morning, okay, I want to backslide today. You know, it actually starts very little and it actually comes in trickles. That's why we need to be careful that we will keep that fire and that passion with our God. You know, when you talk about nearness of God, it is more than just God becoming near us because the reality is God is everywhere. God is here in Manila. God is there in Melbourne. God is in Sydney. God is in the U.S. God is everywhere. But God's desire to be close to us is for us to be close to Him. And closeness implies affection and intimacy with each other. Can you imagine this for a moment? You know, when you enter a, an elevator, of course, nowadays, there's like uh, markers now in the Philippines, and so we're distanced. But back in the day, pre-pandemic, when people are inside the elevator and they're physically close to each other, guess what? They personally are foreign to each other. They may be near, but they don't know each other. And when you talk about closeness with God, God longs for intimacy not proximity. Let me say that again. God longs for intimacy, not proximity. So when you talk about closeness, it's more than just physical space. It's about our relationship with Him. Dallas Willard, in his book, Hearing God, says this, God created us for intimate friendship with Himself, both now and forever. So when you talk about closeness, closeness is not a matter of proximity. You know, my, my wife and I have been husband and wife for more than 30 years. And we've lived together. And we're getting closer as we get older. And it doesn't mean that our proximity is getting closer, but our relationship is getting deeper. That's what it means by being near and being intimate. That, you know, when you talk about being intimate and being near God, we live in His presence. It is the awareness that God is present no matter what else is going on around us, you know, when you read your Bible, when you brush your teeth, when you drink coffee, when you go out of town, when you drive, when you go to the gym, when you eat in a restaurant, there's a consciousness of the presence that God is there. It is the everywhere-ness of God. And you know what? We have read actually in this Bible earlier in this text, what is God's command to His people? Draw near. Can you say that word with me? Those two words, draw near. God's command for His people. And there's an invitation for us to be drawn near to Him. In verse 16, and I'd like to camp in here, it says, draw near to me. Hear this. From the beginning, I have not spoken in secret. From the time it came to be, I have been there. And now the Lord God has sent me and His Spirit. Now, how do we draw near to God? First thing is we need to draw near attentively. We need to give attention to. And in verse 12a, it says, Listen to me, O Jacob, and Israel, whom I called. You know, this word listen is actually sema in Hebrew. It means to hear intelligently, especially to obey what is heard and hearing with follow-up or discernment 
to give earnest heed. And that is what hearing is all about. In fact, what's interesting is in the book of Isaiah, we would see that the Seth, the Lord, is repeated 54 times in the whole book of Isaiah. And the Lord said is repeated 11 times. And the word listen, sema, just in this chapter alone has been repeated 11 times. And 92 times in the whole book of Isaiah. What is God saying? Listen. Give ear to the Lord. It's a refrain over and over and over again. I believe that there is an emphasis that God is wanting to speak to the church even during this time of pandemic. We need to listen. We need to open up our ears. Be attentive to God. Maybe because we're not really paying attention too much to what God is saying. But my encouragement for all of us, praise church, let's listen to the Lord. Let's give attention to what He is saying to us. The reality is God is speaking to His people. My question for us today is, are we listening? Are we listening? You know, Shirley always wants me, you know, every time we would talk, you know, we'd, we'd love to talk, you know, especially during the night. Uh, after a good day's work, we would be, you know, preparing for bed. She would want to engage in a conversation and Shirley would always want me to look to her when she would speak so that I can actually listen with my eyes focused. And when she would say, love, you know, I, I want to tell you something and I would say, okay, just speak up. And I would actually be looking at the TV or maybe looking at my phone. And what she would say is this, listen with your eyes. And she would actually uh, invite me to not just listen with my ears, but listen with my eyes. You know, uh, last month, we actually celebrated my youngest daughter's birthday. And uh, it was a simple celebration. You know, we just bought burger and we had a burger dinner. And the girls were longing for ice cream after eating burgers. And I didn't buy the ice cream. And Shirley said that she told me to buy ice cream. And I told Shirley, I did not hear. And she said back to me, no, you did not listen. And I said, okay, uh, this is a loose-loose thing if I would try to insist that I did not hear. But there's a big difference between hearing and listening. You know, when you talk about hearing, hearing is a passive intake of sound, while listening is the act of intentionally working to comprehend the sounds and the message of the one speaking to you. And I believe that when you talk about hearing, the responsibility many times is the source. It lies with the source, the one who's saying the message. But when you talk about listening, the responsibility is really on us, the receiver. Listen with your eyes and ears. And I believe that when you talk about the Word of God, you know, we can actually hear God through His Word. How do we hear God through His Word? We read the Word, we listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen with your ears, listen with your eyes. You know, husband and wife can be present in the same room but be near to one another but not talking and listening. They may actually be side by side. They may be actually, you know, doing stuff but they're not communicating and there's no engagement. We need to listen to the Lord. Listen to His Word. You know, one uh, another thing that when you talk about listening is we need to lean in. Lean in. Put your ear closer to the source of the, the, the voice. 
you know, get as much as you can. Don't just get a bit and then try to move on. You know, when you, for example, open your Bible in the morning and when you have your devotion, don't just read a couple of verses and say, okay, God, thank you so much. Bless my day. See you tomorrow. You know, guess what? Hang in there. You know, ma- you know, marinate a bit in the presence of God. Don't just get a, get a bit, but get as much as you can. You know, there's a term in, uh, for those of you who are into going to gym or those of you who are into CrossFit or, you know, at least moving into fitness nowadays. And I see a lot of people going back to fitness. Uh, there's, a, there's a term uh, in CrossFit that's called AMRAP, A-M-R-A-P, AMRAP, as many repetitions as possible. And when you talk about reading the Word, and when you talk about spending time with God, when you talk about our devotion, my encouragement for all of us is this. AMRAP. As many repetitions as possible. As many times as you can. Just go and do it and listen. And you know, lean in to the voice of God. We must have attentive time with God. And that is key. If you want to listen attentively, we need to put in and be intentional. Be attentive with the voice of God. And as we give attention to His presence, guess what? He will give us His Word. He will speak to us. Many people don't know His voice because they don't give attention to His voice. They don't give attention to the presence of God. Remember the time when Moses, uh, he ran away from Pharaoh in Egypt. Then he went to the wilderness. And then he got married to uh, you know, the, one of the daughters of Jethro. And when it was the time for God to meet him in a burning bush, you know, in Exodus chapter 3, the Bible says that Moses gave attention to the presence of God from the bush. He turned away from distraction and turned to the burning bush. He gave ear to the burning bush. He gave complete attention to the burning bush. Guess what? God wants to speak to us today. My question for us today is, Are we giving ear and full attention to what He wants to say? We hear the voice of God when we are rested in the presence of God. When we're not restless, just stay there. Hang in there. Don't swipe and swipe and pinch and, you know, uh, do TikTok or, you know, IG. You know, just hang in there. Stop, pause, listen to the voice of God. The young Samuel, when he was in the temple of God, when the Lord spoke to him, Samuel, Samuel, he actually heard God because he was in a moment of resting. And guess what? When you talk about learning from God, there is learning that comes from leaning. That's why when you talk about listening, there's a leaning in that we need to do. And one of the best examples of leaning in is actually the Apostle John. In the, you know, one of the disciples of Jesus, you know, he was one was claiming that he is a disciple that Jesus loved. But yet, one of the postures that the Apostle John has always done is he actually is always leaning near or leaning near the chest of Jesus. There is always learning that comes from leaning. Church, let's lean in to the Lord. Let's yield to the current of God's presence and we can get the current of the speaking of the Lord. You know, I believe that God wants to speak to us currently. You know, there is actually a message that God wants to uh, encourage and say to the church 
even during this time of uncertainty, guess what? There's only one who is certain, and that is God Himself. We are in a current, and we can ride the waves, and we can actually hear the current speaking. You know, the, the Pharisees were known to be people who actually knew the word. They memorized the Torah. They actually, uh, you know, somehow they take pride that they actually have memorized uh, the, the first five books of the Bible. They are claiming that they knew what God had said, but they actually missed Jesus. The Pharisees knew what God had said, but Jesus knew what God was saying. You know, I believe that God is saying something to us today. You know, as we read the word, we need to ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, what are you saying to me now? How do I draw near to you? How do we draw encouragement from the word of God? Yes, we may have gone through difficulties and we may have gone through maybe a bout of sickness, a bout with COVID. And, uh, you know, or maybe some of us have actually lost opportunities in business. I believe that God wants to encourage us. And how do we listen? Just pause. Just be rested in his presence and learn how to lean in. You know, when you talk about Christianity, the sum of Christianity is not behave. But behold. You know, we think that, you know, when you talk about Christianity, it's all about behavior or modification. No, it's not behavior modification. It's about beholding the one who made us. And as we behold him, the Bible says, you begin to become like him. As we behold him, as we wait in his presence, as we draw near to him, as we grab hold of his promise, as we read the word of God, as we lean in and listen, open our ears. To the voice of the Holy Spirit, guess what? God will speak to us. My question for us today is, what or who are you listening to? Who is shaping your thoughts? You know, the reason why maybe we're so negative is because we've been going out and are listening to the wrong voices. My encouragement for us today is, go back to the good news. Sad reality is sometimes we hardly read our Bibles because we're too busy. There's just so many things. But the reality is we will make time to what we prioritize. And if we really prioritize who God is in our life, if we want the promises of God for us, guess what? We will make time reading our Bibles, listening to His voice, meditating on the good news. You know what? The reality is an inspirational Bible verse that you have found on social media or IG posts. That is not enough. What we need to do is to actually sit down, meditate on the goodness of God, meditate on the truth and the grace and life. And I remember, you know, when, when God told Joshua, you know, do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night, not only during daytime, but even during nighttime. And all throughout the day, so that you will be careful to do everything written in it. And then, you will be prosperous and successful. That's Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. The question for us today is, do we know who God really is? Or maybe we just have a faint idea of who God is. And maybe, you know, God is the one I, I hear, yeah, God is the one who created. You know, but have you heard about him and have you heard from him?
Let's go back to verse 12. It says, Listen to me, O Jacob and Israel, whom I called. And he's saying this, I am he. I am the first and I am the last. My hand laid the foundation of the earth. And my right hand spread out the heavens. When I call to them, they stand forth together. Listen, not only because we are God's people, but we need to listen because of who is speaking. Guess what? This is God speaking to us. Hello. We need to open up our ears and we need to listen to the voice of God. What he's saying is, I am He. I am the first and I am the last. The one who created the heavens and the earth. The one who spoke things into existence. Ex nihilo. Can you imagine? God spoke and heavens were created. And when he said, let there be light, and there was light. And when he spoke, let there be animals and vegetation and the sun and the moon. Guess what? Everything was created when God speaks. When God speaks, creation obeys. My question for us is, when God speaks to us, do we listen and do we obey? Verse 14 says, assemble all of you and listen who among them has declared these things? God is speaking. Once again, I believe that there's an assembly of people right now, the church, the saints, brothers and sisters, the family of God. We need to assemble together and we need to listen. We can hear God better when we are together. You know, we're better listeners to what God is saying when we gather together. That's why it's so important for us to come to the church, to be in, a, in assembly Maybe have discipleship groups, attend worship services, go to classes. You know, let's just be connected. Second point is this. Let's draw near intentionally. Draw near intentionally. Intentionality is actually lived experience. It is done on purpose. We need to listen in, desire it, plan it. Let's just do it. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 to 22 says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that He opened for us through the curtain that is through His flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, this is what He says, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. You know, there's an invitation right now that God is giving to each and every one of us. You know, what would you do if the Prime Minister of Australia would give you a handwritten invitation to go to the palace or to his office just to have a lunch or a dinner with him? I mean, we would actually be so excited. We would prepare. We would be looking forward to that meeting, the prime minister. In this case, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, is inviting us to come and draw near to him because he has opened the door for us. Draw near to God because he has already drawn near to you. God is not far away. God is with us. God is with us. You know, when you go to work, for example, you know, how do we do this? Sometimes we... We have this nebulous idea of, you know, being with God or listening to Him or maybe having the presence. You know, it's having that God presence consciousness that God is with us. You know, when you go to work, thank Him that His presence is there and the favor is with you. Just pray that, you know, Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you that your favor rests on me today. 
thank you for your goodness. And then when you're about to close maybe a sale, thank God for the favor that's already given to you. You know, we're about to uh, maybe do a work today. Maybe you're about to do a presentation. Lord, I thank you for the wisdom that you will give to me. When you're not feeling well, realize that God is your healer, that he is here. These, he is actually near you, and he wants to make you well. If you're about, for those of you who are students, if you're about to take exams, thank God for the wisdom. Let's draw near to Him. Let's come before Him. There's always an invitation to come near. There's always a reason why we can actually come to God. Sad reality is sometimes we actually prioritize other things and we say, God, talk to you later. I'll set a, you know, I'll set a time with you. Or maybe I'll set an appointment with you later with your secretary. You know, the, re- the reality is God always wants to be involved in our daily life, in our affairs. We can talk to God all the time. You can talk to Him in, you know, when you're driving, you can talk to him in the traffic. You can talk to him, you know, wherever you are in your vacation. We don't need a worship leader to sing a time of worship in order for us to experience the presence of God. God is here. And I believe God is there with you in church. God is there with you. For those of you watching at home, the presence of God is with you. And as you communicate with God and enter his holy place, You know what? You are drawing near to Him. And this is the new and living way. If there's a new and living way, it means that there is also an old and dead way of life. And that is the life of sin. A life of fear. A life of guilt. A life of, you know, lies. You know, running away from God. But this is the new and living way. We're experiencing newness of life. And the more you talk to God, the more you spend time with Him, you're experiencing the new and living way. You know, when you talk about who God is, God is not just a concept. He's not just, you know, someone who is just out there and is just managing the different parts of the universe. God is drawn near to us. He's Emmanuel. He's with us. And He wants to have a relationship with us. And I believe that especially during this time of pandemic, There's actually a newness and a freshness that God wants to bring in our relationship with Him. The the sad reality is we used to run away from God. Today, as Christians and believers, we are drawing near to Him. James chapter 4, verse 7 to 10 talks about this as well. And he writes, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will exalt you. Third and final point before we praise this. We can actually draw near to God. Let's draw near humbly before the Lord. And recognize who you're talking to. You know, don't just talk to him casually as if he's just someone there like your neighbor. He is the one who made us. He is the creator of everything. He is the one who's in control. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. We need to give, uh, you know, utmost respect and attention. Be submission, in submission to God and his will. Another thing that we need to realize, we need to resist the devil. You know, the devil 
does not have any authority over our life unless we give him that authority. But the moment that you resist the devil, the Bible promises he will flee from us. Draw near to God. Resist the devil. He will flee. Have reverence and respect before God. You know, and I realize that there are times when we stumble, we fall, we actually blow it. We have a bad day or something like that. Or maybe you've committed a sin or maybe you have a bitterness in your heart. Or maybe you got offended or maybe you, you, you were harsh to your wife or to your husband. You know what? Let's just go back to him. Bible says that we, all we have to do is to go back to Him, to confess our sins, and He will be faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. As we humble ourselves, He will also draw us near to Him. He will lift us up in due time. God loves humility. You know, many people are proud and arrogant. They don't even recognize the fact that it is God who gave them their life. The very breath that we have is a gift from God. The open doors, the favor, you know, the fact that we have worked, the fact that we are actually alive today is actually a gift from God. We need to acknowledge that. And we are to just thank God for that. And one real proof of humility is to admit that we have mistaken, we're in the wrong, and we need to learn how to ask forgiveness. It's as if, you know, it's we're not perfect. All we have to do is just to kneel on, uh, you know, go down on our knees and say, God, I'm sorry, I blew it. I didn't recognize that I am in the wrong. And ask for forgiveness. God said, if we are faith, if we are, uh, if we confess our sins, and then He will forgive our sins. Admitting our mistakes is many times very difficult and hard. But we need to humble ourselves. How do we draw near God? We draw near humbly. Other ways to be humble, look for ways how to serve the church. Look for ways on how to serve one another. Look for ways on how to serve your family. Never look down on other people. And we need to, you know, it's coming to God with a daily attitude of brokenness and repentance. You know, I believe that when we come before the Lord every single day, recognizing the fact that we are by His mercy and by His grace. You know, it's not about what we have done. It's not because we have done good or we have read our Bible or we have, we have given in the offering. But you know, the Bible says, a broken and contrite heart you will not despise, O God. That's why we need to draw near attentively. We're to draw near intentionally. And we always to draw near humbly. And as we draw near to God, I believe that God's presence would be felt by us. We know that God's presence is near us through His Word. You know, God established His covenant with His people. Of course, He established His covenant with the Israelites, the Jews. But now, as a church, a new covenant He has given to us. And He said that He will write His laws in our hearts. That God will be their God and they will be His people. And I believe that the whole nations will know who God is through us. And I believe that God wants us to draw near to Him. So near that God, the God who is for us, 
became the God who is with us. You know, in the beginning was the Word through whom the universe was created. We see that in Scripture. He is Jesus, the Word of God. That we are meant to trust and obey, you know, and He became flesh. He dwelled among us. And the Word became seen and heard. And I believe that even today, even if we don't see Jesus anymore walking in the streets of the earth, He continues to the Holy Spirit. He continues to speak to us. He's leading us. He's calling us. And the living Word is revealing to us who God is and what He has done for us through Christ. The good news, now through His written Word, inspired by the Holy Spirit. That's why we just need to be drawn near to God every single day. Church, I want to encourage you. Stop being busy. And stop just doing your own thing. I believe God is drawing us and calling us back to Himself. Are we hearing what God is speaking to us today? Are we ready to trust and obey His Word? And I believe that God wants to use us as well to be vessels of hope and faith to other people. Are we willing to share even this good news to others? You know, as we draw near to God, He always draws us to Him and He imparts so much presence and blessing so that we can be a blessing to others. My final point I want to live with all of you is this. We draw near to God to be intimate with Him. You know, God wants to just express His love and affection to us. And I also believe that Maybe some of you, if not many of you, need to hear this word today. You know, God wants to show His affection to you. Just draw near Him. Don't move away from God. Let's draw near to God. There's a special invitation of intimacy that God wants to show us and allow us to experience with Him. Can we just bow our heads right now as I pray for you? Father God, we just come before you. First of all, we'd like to ask for forgiveness. We repent for our busyness, sometimes even our mistrust, even our doubts. Lord, we're eaten by our anxieties and our worries about the future. Sometimes we think about the things that we are responsible for whether it's our family or our job. But Lord, we fail to realize that you are the one who's in charge of all things. And as we draw near you, God, you will take care of things for us. Father, help us to open up our ears so that we can actually listen to your voice attentively. Lord, teach your people how to lean in. We want to return to your word so that actually we can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit leading us Lord, I thank you that you will continue to open up our hearts to listen and hear the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. You know, maybe some of us are here today and maybe we don't know who God is personally. We're not familiar with this word. We're not familiar with this Holy Spirit. But I believe also that part of that is us becoming a child of God. 
the only way that we can actually draw near God is when we are children of God. And Jesus is inviting us, for those of you who are not yet born again and are not yet a child of God, I want to lead you to a prayer. And I want you to just follow along with me as God gives you this gift of eternal life. Let's just bow once again and pray. Just follow along. Lord Jesus, I confess that I am a sinner needing a Savior. Thank you for coming to earth and going to the cross and paying for the penalty of all my sins. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord and I believe in my heart that He is raised from the dead. Therefore today, I thank you for the gift of life that you have given to me. And I know for certain that from this day on, I am now a child of God and I can call you my Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer, congratulations. This is the first day of your eternal life. And once again, church, let me just thank you for this time of ministry. Let me just continue to encourage you. Always value the Word of God. And always have, make ready to open up your ears for the Word of the Holy Spirit. God bless you guys. Thank you so much once again.